1: Or do you really know what you're talking about well for the first time ever on this show um I really don't have a clue what the name of our adversary is today
0: um what is it creature I don't know yeah yeah they they're not named are they they're not because they're not an alien species so
1: Wow, yeah, this is something we have to discuss as we go <coughs> through this uh, this story. What is it? You know, yeah. is it sentient? I guess it may be. Maybe I don't know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it, this is both the epitome of the formulaic story, but also very interesting in that the adversary is is pretty unique, especially this time period in Doctor Who. Um. But yeah, it's, it's a weird one to pin down this. It is. Much like seaweed itself.
1: Mm. And, uh, you know, maybe things would be clearer if we could watch the bloody thing.
0: Yes. Because it, it, we, we both, when the, um, the animated one came out, we both watched that, didn't we? And mm-hmm. this time we decided to watch the Tally Snap yeah. version. Um, and it's quite a different experience, isn't it?
1: It is. Um, I think, didn't you say you went back and you watched some of the animation bits of some of the sequences? I haven't had time to do that.
0: Yeah, it's... You sort of forget with the animated stuff that they they do take quite a few liberties. Some of them are closer than others, but, yeah, a from the deep, they seem to go down the route of let's do it as if they would want to do it. So, like, the sets are vast and the... It's it's a nice story to watch in anime. That's one of my favourites of the animated. But it doesn't follow the uh, the TV version much. And it's having watched the tele-snap, snap, it is one I would like to see. Even if they only found like the last episode in mm. its entirety, it would be, I, th- I think it would be one that would be nice to see. Probably more so than say the Abominable Snowman or anything like that. Um Just to see what they did with it, because the bits we do have, there's quite there's a few. Uh, snippets still in existence because of the uh, Australian um, censorship, so mm-hmm. they cut all the clips out. Luckily, I mean, it's bizarre in it keep all the clips, yes, but don't junk
1: everything episodes,
0: else. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting to see it because you'll be watching it and it's like still photos, still photo. and then you'll get a little bit thing that's like, Oh, I'd love to see the rest of it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see episode four, I'd like to see technically what this weed creature yeah. actually looked like. Because as you say, there are clips um, that it's on the disc three of the DVD set, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, and it's tantalizing. We see bits it really of is, it yeah. and it looks quite good. Yeah, because you know? it's,
0: it's obviously a, a man in a suit mm-hmm. um, flailing about in the outputtings of a foam machine, but it looks really eerie. And the way because it's it's a weird suit with long whippy tentacles and he's thrashing about and we there's some behind the scenes Super Eight footage in that and they've they've done a really good job to sort of meld it all together but yeah I'd I'd love to see it in its glory it might be really embarrassing and we'd go oh okay mm. it's a man in a suit thrashing yeah. about in some yep. foam because the there's we'll get to it later on but there's there's a sequence where um, Robson the 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 sort of the base commander. It has been taken over by the foam, and he's sat in, in the foam, and it just looks like a guy in a bath, doesn't it? Where I've got, got foam all over his head.
1: I've got written down bubble bath, Robson.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, we we've interrupted his bubble bath. So I'm not entirely sure if we did if this turned up tomorrow. I'm not entirely sure it would remain as the classic that fandom does. I mean, even if you take away. That the creatures might look a bit ropey. I don't. I hope they wouldn't, because the bits we do see look good. But the story has, from my point of view, has lots of problems.
1: Well, yet again, Patrick Troughton's six yeah. episode stories. Boy, it flags. Ah, around about episode four, five. You know, yeah. oh, oh, that whole escaping from the rig in the helicopter. Yeah. I don't particularly want to see all those shenanigans.
0: No, no. It's this is, um, like I say, I think this is the the epitome of the Base Under Siege formula. And when, when I was a, a, a wee young fan, people, fandom spoke in hushed tones about the Trout, the Troutmaneo had hit this perfect formula of Base Under Siege. And that's all you had Base Under Siege, why don't we have more? Warriors Deep come out, oh it's not, it's not as good as the Base Under Siege ones. And it's only when you actually see them and experience them you realise that it was a hugely limiting formula. Mm. It was done for economic reasons, but literally, it's the same story and over and over and again. And this is like I think this is the the point where it become it almost becomes an art form in itself with its mundane blandness. Because the we the, the base under siege requires certain things, doesn't it? A limited location, a base, mm-hmm. a monster to lay siege to it, and then it always has. A base commander yep. that's an angry, white a
1: surly guy, commander yeah, yeah,
0: who dislikes the Doctor mm-hmm. and is obstinate for no real reason. And
1: usually, there's a sympathetic yeah. lackey to yep. that surly exactly. guy. Yep, there's yep. a
0: sympathetic lackey uh, that respects more. And it's always goes down the route of like science versus I've worked myself up from the bootstraps. Yeah, you know. And this is this is exactly yeah. You've got you've got all these very very stock characters um and some of some of these stories come off better than others um but this one i for some, for some reason none of these characters gel for me i think so you've got the 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 robson who's the for no readily apparent reason uh he's this uh, narrow-minded anti-science anti-educated person base leader and you think how did he get to be a base leader because he's he's willfully um obstinate yeah even when it's a sensible thing you know it's an obvious sensible thing to do and it always descends into these we, we've got a device and we don't turn it off <laughs> and this so normally like if we, if, if we go to the moon base they have exactly the same formula they've got a device and it's the Gravitron. We can't turn it off. Hmm. But we can't turn it off because it would cause chaos on Earth. Okay. Okay, that sort of works. But this one is, we're pumping gas. We can't turn it off because our figures would look bad. <laughs> it's, it's, and it just mate yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense, does it? It's just, turn, turn it off for an hour, mate. What difference is it going to make to you? <laughs> but Robson is just obstinate. And I, Victor Madden, he's very much, to me, he's very much a, a bit player. hmm and I don't think he can carry it. But the trouble is, we've also not got the sympathetic second in command, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Penlis and various characters like that, the French guy from uh, the moon base. Yeah. Um, this time it's Harris, and he's so wet, he's so weak and. Oh, it's just, it, it doesn't work. That mustache
1: That weird. Musta- yeah. I was going to say that mustache. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Well,
0: there's, there's one clip of him actually moving it. There's one bit of film left of him. And it's just hilarious because it's, it's right at the end of episode six where the base is being attacked by the seaweed. And they're all sort of backed up against the wall. And he's sort of stood at the back making these weird faces. Yes. Looking off camera. I think what's going on. I
1: think he works better as a still photo. Yes, he
0: does. Yeah, yeah. But it's Tash. I was I was watching it, and it took me to about episode two. And go, is that just dirt? What is that? Oh, it's a mustache. Oh. Uh, but he's he's too weak to counteract Robson. Yeah. It's 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 really really like I say. This is I don't know whether it still is since the 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 uh, the animated version, but this was always considered. Uh, a classic, you know, the lost classic. If we could only find this, you know, we could we could release it and um, win some Oscars. It would be that good. No, because they they've done it. Fandom's done it with all of them, and they from Chow. And it's like, if we could only find the moon base Oh, we found two episodes. Oh dear, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Mm. If we could only find the Tomb of the Cybermen. Oh, what the effects are not quite. Oh, if people could only find. Yeah. Yeah. And it.
1: It will but, be another one of them, won't it? It
0: will be. Yeah, I think it would be. It would be quickly forgotten, other than it's got a very interesting uh, adversary.
1: Yes. Well, let's crack on, shall yeah, we? Yeah, now, according to the animation, I didn't see it, but I saw I saw in my research. Yeah. According to the animation, it's this is this story is set in 1975. It's it's not anywhere on what on the transmitted version but according to no. the animations that's 75 so that's an awful lot of third doctor shenanigans are going on yeah, in the mid 70s
0: i'm quite glad they don't say when it's set uh, in the actual transmitted version because it's it's a bit futuristic but not that futuristic and like you say if it's if it's 75 it does mess with where's unit mm. Why isn't Unit involved in this? Yes. Um, yeah, you could sort of get away with it. But, but yeah, I it's a weird one to pin down, isn't it? I I think I, I'd say it's meant to be a bit later than that. Mm. But I don't, I'm not entirely sure where this would fit. No. Because, um, like I say, there's there's little futuristic touches, but not a huge amount.
1: We also don't know where it is, do we? No. Um. Well,
0: we, we know because they say at the beginning that this is... Uh, this is England again because Jamie says why are we always the weather. England? Yeah, so, yeah, it's always bad weather. <coughs> but uh, I don't know where in England this is.
1: Well, I know where it's filmed. Yeah, uh, I mean those sea forts are in the Thames Estuary.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that, that, that they were built in, during the Second World War. They're uh, anti-aircraft platforms, basically. That's what they were built for. Um, but uh, where you see the TARDIS actually come <laughs> down and land on the sea uh, that's down the road from me that's about what uh, 15 20 minutes away oh, right. um, that's uh, a place called botany bay
0: botany bay yeah botany bay um, botany, botany yeah. bay botany bay Get on! <laughs> um. That's interesting, have that.
1: you ever been down there? I so suppose there's not a lot to look at. Yeah, no, I, I do go down. No, I tell you, it is worth going down there. Uh, you don't see much in, in the Doctor Who story, but basically you've got two cliffs um, split asunder. There's like a, a crack between them, and that's the, yeah. your access down onto the beach. And it's very picturesque, there's not much around. It's just outside Margate. Yeah, is really um and, and and you know any anyone listening to this who who's like ever down kent way it's worth a visit but go out of season because you get just tons of chavs with their disposable barbecues down there you know um yeah it, it the atmos isn't so good if you go during the peak season but go out of season in weather much like you see you yeah. know in doctor who, and you'll be all right you'll be the only one yes. there
0: Best time to visit the
1: British beach, and it is when Yeah, when, it's, they... uh, Yes, yeah. So, yeah, we have this unusual start to it, where yes. uh, the TARDIS is landing on the sea.
0: Mrs Harris. Yes? We are maintenance controllers, madam. I wonder if we might have a few words with your husband. Oh, my
1: husband isn't here. He's at the compound.
0: Oh, dear, that does make it rather difficult. We've come to carry out an inspection. Inspection? In the kitchen, your husband didn't tell you. No. Couldn't it wait until another day? I'm I'm not feeling very well. I'm sorry, madam. It has to be carried out without delay, Chief Robson's instructions. That man never stops giving instructions, does he? Oh, I suppose you'd better come in, then. Thank you. My name is Mr. Oak, and this is my colleague, Mr. Quill. Yes, well... But... Please, be quick. I'm really not very well. Of course, madam. Now don't you worry about us, Mrs. Harris. You won't even know that we are here. Will she? The bag, Mr. Quill. For some for some reason, Victor Pemberton thought the TARDIS took off and landed like a rocket. He always did, and he always maintained it. did Because he does it in the pescatons, he did it in couple of others, he, he added it into um, Tomb of the Sidemen, didn't he? I mean, I know he didn't write that one, but uh, he, I think he was producing at that point. Um, yeah, he had, this, he had this idea that the TARDIS took off and landed. Um, I think in, in the pescatons he has someone following it with a telescope or something. It's a very, very strange idea. And this is how the TARDIS worked in TV comic. And mm. I often wonder, is that, <laughs> was that his sort of, you read TV comic and went, yeah, yeah, that's, that's I've done enough research; that'll do. Could explain a lot. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. somewhat. But yeah. but originally it wasn't meant to um, be. Um, uh, Vic hadn't written it to land on the sea. It was meant to land on top of the cliffs.
0: Right, but that would it was make sense. But
1: it was the director, right? Yes. It, it it's the director. I don't know how they got use of this helicopter. But, you know, it features in the last episode, but it's the same episode that does this filming. Um, And basically, he thought it would be nicer if the TARDIS landed on the sea. So what you've got there is a four-foot model of the TARDIS on a rope, on some piano wire, being like, yeah, uh, just lowered down to the sea.
0: it, It doesn't look very good, to be honest. And this, uh, Am I right, I think in this, the only reason this exists is because they use it in the war games. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can thank that for that. But yeah, the, tar- the TARDIS, for some reason, material is on the ocean and floats. And the Doctor and actress luckily have a rubber dinghy. They do have a rubber dinghy. <laughs> what what use would that be, other than this one very specific reason?
1: Yes, yes. Unless
0: the Doctor uses it when he's in the swimming pool.
1: That's yeah. a big swimming pool there. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, so when Leela was swimming about in it, it looked like the swimming pool from an old um, psychiatric hospital.
1: It did, didn't like, it? Strangely. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, so they they come to the beach. I quite like this whole sequence. Um, there are some really nice, weird, um, realistic bits in this, like ja- Jamie and Victoria have to sleep. Yes. And things like that, and they have a meal. Which you don't—you're not used to at this period in Doctor Who's history. Um, normally, it's like very comic strip, having adventures. And uh, yeah, so this whole beginning sequence is quite nice. There's some nice sort of character by play between these uh, this TARDIS crew. Uh, every, everyone seems to be enjoying a trip out to the beach. Um, everyone sounds happy, um, but then they see this pipe, which is quite well realised. Mm. Uh, a a gas pipe, Um, and the doctor's first instinct is fiddle with it.
1: Mm.
0: He does. Yeah,
1: it's got a convenient box on the top.
0: Yes, yeah, Uh, and uh, we get the the very first mention, uh, and debatable, the very first view, of the sonic screwdriver introduced in this story. Um, But of course, the, the actual prop that they made, there's two stories in it. One, it was left Uh, at the hotel and they went on uh, on location the other one that trout and lost it
1: yeah that's Um, that's the one I've got in my quote that I've got Um, on behind the scenes and
0: and it's quite obvious really but we as when when this when we had no photographic evidence from this before the telesnaps were found um all you you know all you had was the soundtrack and you thought that he's describing the sonic screwdriver and using it and it's just used as a screwdriver it's you know As it's as it's meant to be, a sonic screwdriver. Um, But when you finally see photos of it, um, yeah, they for some reason the prop wasn't available. Um, So Troutman just uses the whistle off of his His, uh, uh, life jacket. (laughs) Uh, It's it's weird. So everyone that every sonic screwdriver that comes after this is wrong. Yes. (laughs) You know, we got to go by this. Yeah. By your whistles, folks.
1: Go by your whistle. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's when they hear a noise inside the pipe. There's, yes. this, there's this noise. And then they all get shot.
0: Yeah, that's quite bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, they, they hear a, a heartbeat. Uh, I love the heartbeat thing. I think that's a really oh, nice... Yeah. They quite a mess again, isn't it, this villain. Um, so they hear this heartbeat. But then it cuts to someone with a, looking through telescopic sights on a screen and shoots them all. Mm. And we find out when they they come to it's a nice little sequence when they come to and but we find out that this is a um this is euro gas, so they're they're pumping gas from under the sea um, I don't know whether they're fracking or not I don't know um, could explain a lot, but they go uh, the base is under lockdown, and this allows them to shoot people yeah mm, don't want yeah. no tell British gas.
1: I mean, this is this is in a mythical, you know, sometime yes. in the 70s uh, story. I like the way the guards have all got Sten guns.
0: Yes, yeah, the old classic Sten gun that's always used for futuristic purposes. It's almost as if... You could pick them up easily because they were World War II surplus at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, and that's when we find Rob Robson. Robson comes yes. in and he immediately, yeah, base under siege, the surly uh, commander, immediately okay. distrustful of the Doctor, thinks they might be saboteurs, might be some... Harris is there, he thinks they might be something to do with losing contact with one of their rigs. Yep. Um. Yeah, they've, lo-
0: they've lost contact. It's a, it's a group of... I think is it seven rigs in a in sort of a, a weird pattern mm. um, with a central rig controlling all. But th- this is weird because yeah, Robson comes in and he's immediately antagonistic and he he basically he'd be happy if the the, the, the Tardis lock were killed and he? he's really yeah. over the top. But then we get the immediate opposite. So Harris is like, uh, well, I, I'm not sure who they are, but they, I don't think they're involved. Robson goes away, and Harris immediately blabs all the secrets of this base to these people that literally thirty seconds before, they thought were saboteurs. And even if they're not saboteurs, they're just people that wandered onto the base. And he's telling them all, "Oh yes, we've lost lost contact with the rig, and we're
1: dropping pressure." And yeah, uh, yeah. and like,
0: shut up, you fool! What are (laughs) you on about?
1: Well. We meet his missus next, who yes. uh, yeah, it made me smile. He's named after Maggie. your cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time they, they said Maggie, it's like, I wonder if Ian's watching this yeah. with well, the cat, they, they, and they, they call say, out Maggie and her ears prick yeah. up.
0: They say a lot of times, don't they? It's like, um, where's Maggie? Oh, she's gone off to have a sleep. Yeah, she has, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the doctor tells Harris that they've, they've heard something moving in the pipe. Yeah. Maybe this could be the cause of your drop in gas pressure.
0: Yeah, and, and Robson's immediately. No it can't be. Don't be stupid.
1: I've been I've, I've been on say, the rig for 4 yeah. years. I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's his, that's his character trait and it is uh, he's he's come up through the ranks and he doesn't trust anyone that might have not spent 4 years on the rig. That's his answer to everything. Have you spent 4 years on the rigs? Well, I have. Yeah, I yeah. have. So yeah. therefore for some reason I know all about this one situation. But again he's he's immediately hostile and anti it's like no and the doctor's like why don't you just have a look no (laughs) no No, not doing it I don't like
1: you he totally you know um, just dismisses it dismisses anything Harris says Um, and that's when I'm presuming
0: he appointed Harris
1: yeah but he don't like him does he he don't
0: like him no what's going on
1: well Harris's file has gone missing so he sends Maggie not your cat the wife um back to the apartment to get it and she has we we can't really tell can we what happens to her but she has contact with some seaweed yeah so in that apartment
0: yeah by the looks of it there's a a, this is weird because they keep calling it seaweed and it doesn't look like seaweed it looks like those old sort of pointy wicker thistle things used to get yeah colored in vases and that in the 70s it doesn't look like seaweed at all. Cause what, I don't know about you, but if, if someone says seaweed to me, I think of slimy, bubbling, stinky. Yeah, stinky, horrible stuff. Brown
1: stuff. I'll tell yeah. you what, ne- I, next time I'm around, I'll go to Botany Bay and I'll get a bit of seaweed yeah. from Botany Bay and I'll post it to you. There you oh, go. Oh, thanks, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I yeah. thought you were going to say you could flog, you could cut it up and sell it on eBay. On eBay? Yeah.
1: No, no, um, no, no. I, I was almost taken to court once for trying to sell something
0: oh is this it was was my war of the world yeah Yeah,
1: a bit of sand off a horse hall common and i was going to be sued
0: i would have loved to have seen that go not because you'd have got done i'd love to have seen that in court and have them the judge say theft is it what did he steal or some sand what
1: it wasn't even jam jar amount you know dear oh dear
0: i mean literally you probably stole more having it in your shoe yes this is true If and you it, had worn crocs you could have just stole a load of it, couldn't you just
1: Yeah, well my defence was lots of people were there walking their dogs. If their dog goes home with a stick that it's yeah. taken off theft. of Horsall Common, yeah. well that's theft and all, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh well, we'll see. Next time I'm down there I'll see what I'll, I'll yeah, see what, what the seaweeds like. But
0: all right? but yeah, um yeah, so Maggie finds the report and it looks like she opens it and there's a a frond of seaweed in the report. Which she touches, and it must shock her because she then drops the report mm. on the seaweed. But then she picks the seaweed up, and chucks it out the back. Yeah, so they've got a patio, a lovely little uh, patio. I like
1: that apartment yeah. from what we've seen yeah. of it. Yeah.
0: Again, it's it's unusual in that they're 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 sort of they're acknowledging that these people have lives outside of their job. Yes. Uh, it's quite it's quite nice to see that side of it. But yeah, she. Um, she gets stung by this seaweed. Yes. We don't know what it will do to her yet, but we know it's had some sort of effect.
1: Yeah. And I I, I would like to see this episode, I would like to see what old John Albaneri looks like. Yes. Because it, it's always a shock to me that that is him. That, that this yeah, Dutch yeah. expert called Van Luchens. Van Luchens. Luchens, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's John Albaneri, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It's... Um old uh, uh blake's uncle yeah ashton ashton he's yeah. got a good accent he's got good yeah Dutch i, I like him in this but weirdly he normally he I, and i don't know whether it's just that we don't see him but normally he's quite a standout actor isn't he he's usually mm. very good value and he he's got some. right but in this he sort of falls through the cracks of there's i think it's because unfortunately the way telly you you paid, um oh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he, he ran this telesnap service. And as a as a producer or a director, you would pay him and he would literally, when it was transmitted on a Saturday night, he had this camera set up and he would take photos at a set interval. And he didn't know it wasn't like he waited for a good scene. It was just okay. it was taken at a set interval. So you would get this sort of um no pun intended, a snapshot of your episode that you could use for review purposes mm-hmm. or you could uh, use it in your show reel you know show to others you know this is the sort of thing i can do um but the trouble is because it wasn't staged it wasn't that they were asked take a picture of this guy take a picture so some things we we haven't got photos for and unfortunately i think um van Luchens uh he doesn't appear a lot in the telly snaps does he
1: no and it so, could be that yeah. old john was acting but with his face, yes. you've got facial. And we acting, don't see it, yeah, because he he's see. a good actor. He's
0: another one of those stalwarts of uh, sort of British film and TV. Yeah, but he makes no impression really here, does he?
1: No, no.
0: It's very, very unusual. No. Um, Robson
1: hears from the chief rig, this central rig. Yes. All, 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 their, all the men there have heard a sound in the pipe. They describe it like a heartbeat. Yeah. And episode one ends with Victoria being gassed. And then menaced by something. Now we don't know, do we? I mean, all we've got on on the on the reconstruction is the grill. We just keep seeing the grill with some sort of like foam superimposed yes. over the top of it. I don't know if originally there was like seaweed tendrils coming through there or what.
0: I think so. I think, I think it would because you can just about see the start of a frond. Um, but yeah, all we've got is this one still of it. Uh, and obviously, in the in the reconstruction, they they overlay this sort of um, pulsating foam animation onto it. But yeah, I because in episode when episode two starts and we see a shot of the grill, it's all banged to pieces. Yes. So I, I, something must have come through it. I reckon it was the guy in the suit, you know, punching his arm through it or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but re- yeah, a really good ending, very strong ending. I I have to just point out as well, you mentioned Victoria. This becomes, for me, one of the defining annoyances of this uh, show. <laughs> is Victoria immediately lays it on thick that she wants to leave? Yeah. And every conversation is. It's not
1: subtle, yeah, is it?
0: Not subtle at all. Um, and I, 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 think, I, I like Debbie Watlin, but I don't think Victoria's a particularly well acted character because I don't buy her. Frightened Jamie yeah, and Jamie. her screaming, and this program relies on it to the point where it's actually a plot point. Isn't yes, it? yes, uh, Victoria screaming, and it's terrible. Um, but I just want to slap her halfway through because it's like, I'll oh, stop whinging. Yeah.
1: Did you know that screaming that she records at the end? That's not yeah. actually Deborah Watlin's screaming, oh, it, no? no, no, she was off with a cold at the time. It, it's oh, somebody yeah. from the production team. It's not Victor Pemberton, is it? I don't think it was Victor, no, no. When she's rescued, she says it was a horrible creature. There was a horrible creature yeah. uh, covered with seaweed and foam. Um, and, of course, she's been locked in, hasn't she? Somebody deliberately locked her in that room. Yes. Um, meanwhile... We we,
0: yeah, we don't know who. We just It's a person with a gas mask on, isn't it? Mm. Uh, at the moment, so we don't know who it is. I'm presuming it's um, uh, Mr. Oak or Mr. Quill.
1: Yeah. It? Yeah, because we see hands in the reconstruction. We see gloved hands, and we see that they've got gloves on later. Um, Maggie's all peculiar with Harris. She's acting all a bit vague and whatever. Something, foam or something, comes in. Something happens um, with Maggie. But then we cut to Robson, who's saying he's not going to turn off the gas to check what's in the pipe. And we cut back to Maggie's apartment, and here we go. The maintenance men. Yes. This creepy ass stuff to begin with. You know, the way they just there and you know Miss, Miss, Mr. Oak is smiling. He's like a dickensian character, yes. isn't he? And then you've got the tall Mr. Quill.
0: Yeah, Mr. Quill doesn't speak. No. Which makes it creepy. The I mean these are two creepy guys anyway. Yes. But and this is why I'd like to see more of this actually in film uh, because but,
1: but would yeah. it be
0: I mean well, I don't know that I, that's why I'd like to see it to because know. yes, I mean
1: finally we get a clip, and yep. what a clip! It's, it's a amazing. famous clip, and it is creepy ass stuff. It's up there with the uh, the Laurel Hardy murder case when they're in yes, bed and the yeah. and the butler comes along and he does that thing with his, yeah, takes teeth
0: his false teeth and out.
1: pushes them out. It's creepy ass stuff. But I do wonder. I mean, later on, I mean they keep using that shot. Of Mr. Quill, that horrible face he's pulling for when he's battling with Jamie. And I'm just wondering if we had clips of that, it might water it down and diminish it somewhat. Because that's a classic shot.
0: Yeah. We Uh, we may be building so much up because of this one shot.
1: What that man's doing, the way he's bulging his eyes like that and opening his mouth and like that. It's not so much Mr. Oak. He's still creepy. But Mr. Quill. Yes. Good lord!
0: Yeah, it's 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 a nice sequence, but yeah, they um, because it's again, it's quite hard to tell, but it seems like if you're taken over, if you're possessed by the weed, <laughs> not in a sort of uh, marijuana sense, um, if you're possessed by the weed, you can exhale this gas that can knock out other people, which is yeah, we is a strange thing. I don't know what. Because we've got questions as well. Like at the end of this episode, what does the weed do to you when it takes you over? Well, this
1: is the thing. I mean, later on, Robson is saying about you know we will you know uh, you know um, you know take over the Earth and everything. But is that that is that
0: is that the weed talking through him? I don't know because it, yeah, is it sentient? Is it just a creature? that... Yeah, we're back to sort of the thing conversations, aren't we? If it's, Is it just a creature that this is just its natural life thing, is to take over other creatures? Or has it got a plan? Because it doesn't appear intelligent. No. Really. But then they... they and I was thinking about it, because later on they say... You know, spoilers. Um, they're they're theorising. and They say uh, the weed took over... So the, the inspectors that were sent down to inspect the, the gas pipe being blocked... The first time were taken over because they would have had to have touched the weed to clear it. Yeah, and then the doc says, and of course they would then take over the the key personnel first. And I thought, how would a how would the weed know who the key personnel is, and why would they know that that's they? It's got to have some sort of intelligence, or it just takes on the intelligence of the creature it takes over. So those first guys that went down to clear it they knew that robson was in charge they knew this that and the other but it doesn't fit with i think i would have been i think it, this would have been a better one if they'd have got rid of the taking over the earth cliche because it's true of all every base under siege story is someone wants to take over the planet this would have been so much better if this had just been a natural non-sentient mm. creature you know, a purely alien type thing. It, it would have been so much nicer, because I think, what's it going to do with the Earth? Well,
1: later on, it. You, you know, when the doctor's surmising, he says, you know, they drill down for the gas, they release this weed, yeah, which is buried under the sea, under the, you know, the crust. It, it, it's from deep inside the Earth. Yeah. So it's got no knowledge of the upper world, has no? it?
0: And especially, we now know that the Earth was formed around a Rackenoss spaceship. What, is this something to uh, them? I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I um, but yeah, I don't know what it's doing. But the other thing is, like, so we find out that it, it's taken over, uh, later on we we'll find out it's taken over Maggie. And uh, really nice sequence where she walks into the sea. That is sc- that, that, that is disturbing, yeah, isn't it? Very disturbing, yeah. For this this sort of era, yeah, very disturbing. But what, how is it able, How is she able to breathe underwater just because some seaweed has stung her? That
1: always surprises me at the end. When she's
0: safe and yeah. well, so's old uh, Dutch boy. Um, yes, it's very much a, everyone is off for tea, everyone's happy at the end. It would have been great if they'd have said, um, unfortunately she died, <laughs> she drowned. Turn, turns out, uh, having a parasitical... Uh, creature on you doesn't mean you suddenly develop gills
1: well she's developed seaweed down her arms you see seaweed um down her arms so presumably it, it covers her head and f- forms a little bubble so she can breathe or something i don't know
0: oh, I don't, it could be i suppose i don't know it's very uh, i don't know i think you just have to accept that it's a nice creepy scene
1: yeah what do you think of the uh, the idea that this creature just so happens to be in a book of, of myths and superstitions that they have on this base that the doctor finds?
0: But how would they? Because the only reason they've released this creature is because they're drilling so deep. Deep, so yes. So how would how would it have been available for like um,
1: back in Jamie's time? Yeah, wasn't it
0: Jamie's time or, yeah, or, it? Time or whatever. It, yeah, I, I don't quite understand. This creature, perhaps this is perhaps this creature's due to come back. You know, it needs a bit of fleshing out. or mm. I don't know. Um,
1: but that moment, you know, where Maggie's talking to to Robson on the beach, yeah, and just wanders in. Yeah, I would like to see more of that.
0: Yes, yeah, it looks really creepy. Because yeah, she's just staring out to sea, and you're thinking, what's going on? And then Robson just wanders up, and they have a little bit of an exchange, and she's she's telling him he knows what to do. And then she wanders off and disappears under the ocean. That's, it's just, yeah, And I always think
1: that's deep. the end of her. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, oh, she's dead
1: now. Yeah. Um, we have a clip of old Dutch boy's demise, don't we? Because he goes down yes. to check the impeller yeah. shaft. What is blocking the impeller shaft? Why is it slowing down? And he goes down there. And we do have a, a, a remaining clip of him thrashing around in the foam, basically.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, weirdly... Uh, the Australian broadcasters thought that was a too scary. <laughs> a man thrashing about his maybe, maybe
1: they thought it might put children yeah. off of having bubble baths.
0: Could be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, the matey conspiracy.
1: The matey? Yeah. <laughs> Do they still so, make matey? I don't
0: know. That, that was always good as a kid because for some reason, when, as a kid when you're bathing, it's like if you've got to put effort into washing, that's like work. But matey was always sold on the... It, it cleans you without the need to Yeah, you just work. lay there and yeah. you get clean. <laughs> yeah, and it was always it was like, oh my God, that's a miracle. I don't know, is matey still going? Perhaps that's a question for our viewers.
1: Yeah, I still like a nice bubble bath,
0: do you? I do, yes, I use Radox now because I'm old and, yes. and I ache. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 know, uh, I know around the rest of the world, British bathing is uh, considered lying in your own filth. But, oh, it's nice and relaxing,
1: isn't it? It's nice, especially if I've got a book or a magazine to read. Yeah.
0: I've often um, wanted to, you know, like uh, in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the, uh, the seagull version, where they that mud bathing, where you lie lying. Oh, yes, low, yeah. I've always thought that's, that feel, It sounds like it'd be really relaxing. I mean, I'd like, quite like to
1: try that. I'll try, I'll try that when I'm down at Botany Bay. If I find a yeah. pool of mud, I'll jump in. Jump
0: in it, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like just imagine you played in a muddy puddle with your seaweed clutching, and someone said, what are you doing? You're all right. You go, I'm a Doctor Who fan, and they go, ah, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, well, we've got no sign of life on some of the rigs except no, foam no. and weed It's all, this is all happening off screen This, so we don't see yeah. <laughs> any of the other bases until you know Robson and well, the Doctor we, and Jamie go there
0: we tend to get really really annoying video phone calls and that, that uh, sort of interference noise oh, even by like this episode it was getting to me it's really annoying um, but yeah we don't see any of the action taking place no you know Doctor Who after all
1: yeah yeah um, it, it then takes over the control rig, doesn't, yep. doesn't it? And the doctor says, we need to find the nerve centre. We need to find the nerve centre and, and disable that, but we don't know where it's going to um, going to be. And that's when the thumping all starts. And, and they conveniently got a clear bit of yes, the yeah. uh, pipe. It's something about checking for condensation, if you've got yeah, a clear bit.
0: You can, you can check for condensation in the gas. What's really weird is on, when you watch the animated one, this this pipe head is massive and looks good and it's all steampunky and dark and dingy and, and then when you watch reconstruction it's yet it's your average typical trout set a yeah. corner of a room with this uh, with this acrylic tube uh, and it like you say every all the pipelines have got pipeline drawn on them
1: yeah handwritten in, in, on yeah, them yeah
0: handwritten it's very very low budget but yeah the um, this this clear bit. As soon as you see the clear bit, you go, oh, "There's something's going to come up in that." Mm. <laughs> it's like the you know the Green Death with that. Yes. The pipe full of maggots. You're waiting for that.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, we've got exactly the same yeah. thing there, yeah. haven't we? It's exactly yeah, same the same idea. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got a surviving clip of um, Robson, who's under the control of this weed thing, yeah. um, overcoming the. Um, the guard outside his room he's got a seaweed hand now as well and yeah and, and just breathes on him
0: the seaweed hand is really weird isn't it Cause it looks like he's got some uh, some of those fronds from the 70s stuck up his sleeve
1: man maybe that's what it was yeah, could be yeah um, We've got all this surmising by the Doctor, you know, oh, who could it be? There must be agents here who are working for the yeah. weed and everything. And we don't, we, we've got no clips to see what, you know, Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill no, are in, doing.
0: Well, in the, um, in the reconstruction, they use that one shot of them in the background. Yeah. Well, and I don't know where that comes from because it's used throughout all six episodes. Whenever, whenever they're in a tutorial, they use that same thing. But I'd love to see on, on the actual film... What their reaction? Because were did they react to the doctor saying, "There's someone watching us. We don't know who it is." It'd be good to see what their reaction was, or even if they were there. We don't necessarily know that they were there.
1: No, no, but they seem to. If they were, they that they leg it. I've I've yeah. called up Mr. Quill, that rather distinctive tall gentleman with the creepy face. His name's Bill Burridge. All oh, right, all right, and he's been in Doctor Who quite a bit. Uh, the first thing he was in was *The Savages*, right? recent one. yeah. Cool. Ex- extra, uncredited. Then he was in *The Underwater Menace*, right. episode one, as a priest. Okay. Right. Then *Fury from the Deep*. Then he was in *The Demons* as a villager,
0: right?
1: In episode three, and then episode four and five, he was a coven member. I guess the same villager. Yeah. Um, in the demons, and then the last thing in Doctor Who, he played in Frontier in Space. He was a Draconian.
0: Oh well, wow. so he got a battle there. Yeah, yeah. Did he ever speak in any of them? I wonder. I don't know. He might have had an embarrassing voice,
1: or couldn't act. Couldn't act. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. More but you can it. pull a face. Boy, yeah. can he pull a face? And Ooh. and and that's when Jamie tries stopping them, and and we do yeah. have this tussle, and you can hear that they're trying to gas Jamie. Yeah. But
0: it, because we get it later on, don't we, with Robson and the Doctor, where their their defence mechanism seems to be just to try and huff on their faces. Mm. <gasps> Sorry, cat. I've worked my cat. Up. Um, <laughs> when was oh, When was Diamonds Are Forever? That was seventy one, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this was pre because the, they always remind me of the two killers, the two assassins. Oh, what, the two camp demons. ones. Yeah, Mister, Mister, something, Mr. and Mister something.
1: Yeah, Mister and Mister, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. And Mr., isn't yeah. it?
0: And that's one short, fat one and one tall one. Yeah. Um, not so much hand-holding in Fury from the Deep. No. We, well, we don't know, do we? we don't well, know.
1: Wait for it to be discovered. Yes. Um, the, the weed starts to break out, break in. Uh, we've got this yep. explosion of foam, if the reconstruction is correct. Um, Robson, I so.
0: This is... Because um, Space 1999 did one with this foam machine. This seemed to be a staple of flooding sets with foam. Isn't it? And I think this would have been the same situation if we could see it. I, it I
1: guess at the time that was that that was something new. Yeah. Nobody had seen anything yeah. before. Well, like
0: we it. um we didn't mention it in our Ice Warriors one, but it's in uh, Seats of Death as well, isn't
1: it? Oh, isn't yeah, of course the, it yeah, is. Martian yes. Foam, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so while they're all distracted by that, that's when it seems that Robson grabs Victoria. Yes. Um, drives off with her in a car to where there's a helicopter.
0: We ever find out why? I no. Why he kidnapped so Haven't they? It's her last Isn't it to get the
1: do doctor something. to
0: go? Oh, is that what it is to get the? Do- oh, yeah, you might be right. I yeah. think they do mention it to get the doctor to go to the central rig so they can take him over. Yeah. Why didn't he just kidnap the doctor?
1: Yeah, he, could, he could have just then and there. Yeah. yeah, because the doctor follows them in another helicopter to the yep. sea forts. Um, the doctor know which knows which one is the uh, nerve center because that's the one with the white top to it. So I guess th- on, on filming, they either painted it white or they covered it with real foam for the helicopter yeah. footage.
0: I imagine they just covered it in something like a sheet or painted it white. Or did, uh, cause it, I, suppose, well, I suppose the foam machines are not that big, are they? They probably could have took one yeah. to do it. Um, what, what we're not covering and this, this is the thing that kills this story for me, is interspersed throughout all of this fairly interesting seaweed action is office politics, isn't it? We've got constantly about Harris wanting to contact mm. Robson's boss, Miss Jones. Every time he says Miss, Miss James, Jones... Miss Jones thing pretty, of Rigsby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this just goes on and on and on. Endless conversations about... Um, I, well i I haven't got the power to overstep Robson's like you've just seen he's a seaweed creature, I think you can bypass yeah. the rules for and then we we do get um a very which uh, amused me that uh, van before he disappears van Luchen's um he's a dutchman uh, but he he can't say the Hague. <laughs> Yeah, he goes I'll have to speak to my uh, my superiors in the and I was okay fair enough yes. perhaps that's how it's pronounced in Dutch could be
1: could be alright episode 5 ends with as we said earlier the bubble bath Robson um, yes wh- wh- when when they go onto the rig and there he is come in doctor I've been expecting you <laughs> Yeah, with, with l- so he's got hair. foam on the end of his nose uh, and he here yeah. oh dear so, episode six, he is talking about the new masters yeah. conquering the human planet.
0: I still don't know what they're going to do with it. What's a bunch of seaweed going to do with the Earth?
1: Why do they want the Earth?
0: I don't know. Why do any of the aliens want the Earth? It's rubbish. Don't bother. It's yeah. broken. Yeah. The maintenance fees alone are going to cripple your planet.
1: Uh, you yep.
0: Know. But, yeah, he, uh, he, it really is hilarious, the photos. He's just sat. In a pile of foam, with <laughs> with foam on his head,
1: with a load of radox on his yeah, head, or matey, um,
0: and he he again he tries to breathe into Trouton's face, doesn't he, uh, to take him over, but Vic, this causes Victoria to scream, um, and this causes Robson to overact terribly and and go back and sit in the foam. Well,
1: you can tell he's overacting, and that's from s- still from shots stills alone. That's yeah. got to be some overacting. Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, and the Doctor realises at that point that we've got that old, hoary old cliché. I mean, bearing in mind, this had already been used about eight times in the Doctor Who annuals over the years, up to this point, just in the Hartnell and Trout ones, where the, the alien species has a weakness and its loud noise. Yes. Um, does, uh, does seaweed have ears? Corn has ears, but I don't think seaweed does. Well,
1: it's, if seaweed has been under the, you know, in yeah. the crust of the earth, it might never have heard anything before. No.
0: Or perhaps, perhaps they get we're getting it wrong. It's not sound in general. It just finds Victoria annoying.
1: Mm. I can That's
0: buy Robson, that. Robson, was backing away. He's going, oh God, her accent! Oh no, it's not good. Um, but yeah, the doctor. They decide to a bit of a. a A precursor to aliens isn't it they go back up and the dropship's not there (laughs) the helicopter's (laughs) not there Um, but whereas whereas, uh, they decide the Doctor decides oh I fancy flying a helicopter at least Ripley didn't do that but yeah they steal Robson's helicopter and we get this interminable air quotes comedy sequence where the Doctor is flying upside down and just barely missing the ring luckily we don't we can't see any of this. There's a bit of stock footage of a helicopter. And I don't know whether that was actually from the episode or whether that's just some stock footage of a helicopter. But it it looks awful. I mean, it sounds terrible, doesn't it?
1: And it is such padding. Yeah. It is totally unnecessary. Oh, yeah. no I need I
0: reckon for it. There's, I reckon there's a good three to four episodes of padding in this story. If you, if you cut out all the padding, you could have probably a, a tight little 80, 90 minute <laughs> film. But there's just so much of it but yeah we get we get this sequence and then they come across another helicopter and then the helicopter pilot has to talk trout and down and explain how to fly with him and it's like, oh just get on with it
1: yeah it's not we good it's yeah, not good we
0: didn't need to see this they no. do mention um the doctor mentions which i thought was a nice throwback that the the last time we were in a helicopter was when they were in australia uh, which is obviously uh, animated world mm. so that, i thought that was quite nice
1: yeah Yeah, so they go back to the base, the doctor says the weed is vulnerable to noise and if they can send noise down the pipe all the way down to the central rig, it should destroy the nerve centre.
0: Yeah, I don't know where he's getting that from because all we've seen so far is that Robson backed away a bit.
1: Yeah. Isn't the pipe full of weed? Yeah. So how can the sound travel all the way down that pipe to the rig? I'm
0: unsure. but we get a sequence very, very again, the, the, the Troughton area is very formulaic. We get a sequence of where they're building these sound devices, much like in Seeds of Death, where they're building the, the, um, the solar devices. Mm. Uh, Troughton was okay with killing all the aliens, wasn't he? He was a bit bloodthirsty. Mm. Um, I would like to see the final battle, though.
1: Yes. Well, we've got like some clips, haven't we've we? We've got a
0: few clips
1: you know and and it does look interesting the weed creature yeah. where it's thrashing around and you've got yeah. like these whip tentacles um yeah, really
0: unusual movement because it's not it's it doesn't appear to be filmed in the sort of the uh, the the crinoid stroke um axon way of a shuffling it does appear to be a non-humanoid suit that the guy's wearing
1: i've got a drawing
0: Oh, right.
1: Oh, cool. Uh, which um, I'll put on the Facebook page. Yeah. In fact, while we talk, I'll, I'll try and take a photo of it. It's from this little yeah. book that I always use, um, which you own. Um, yes, I uh, got on the shelf. Y-
0: know,
1: can. You, you can dig it out. Um, but I'll, I'll try and t- take a photo. But, you know, it would be nice to see this final battle. Yeah,
0: I would love to see it. Because um, we always get, again, the base end the siege you always get the final battle of the aliens trying to get into the base one last time and the Doctor finding and the Weakness and driving them away, but this one looks a bit more interesting, there's a bit more involvement. Even Um, though
1: we we have to suffer loads of screaming, recorded screaming of Victoria.
0: Oh, she's by far the worst thing in this. Um, What's weird though, the doctor, um, he he creates this device for controlling the sound. It's called a Sonic
1: Laser Sound Wave Machine.
0: Ah, there you go. But weirdly, in the animation for the Abominable Snowmen, this is the, the bit he gets out at the beginning, of the, uh, from the chest, and then uses it later on to try and block the... the it's the same thing, so, because it's not in the telesnaps of that, it's a completely different looking device in Ronald's mm-hmm. moment. So they've added this in from here, which is really weird, I don't know why. Unless this was the only photo they had of Trouton with a, a device? I
1: don't or? know, I don't know. But they defeat it. It's unclear yeah. how that how it all goes away at all. I don't or know I it.
0: because it, we don't even see it die, do we? They drive it out of the 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 central compound, mm. the room with these little. They look they look like um, uh, she who shall not be named electronic device. Yes, they look like little ones of them, and they drive them out. But they it, it, they drive it out through the door, and they go, "Oh, phew, thank goodness that's over," as if the entire weed creatures died. Mm. Um, whether it would be more clear on the film I don't know
1: I don't think so
0: no it's a bit bit rushed but we do get then again something very unusual because Victoria's then decided I mean it was a big surprise to me I I didn't I didn't work out that she wanted to leave (laughs) Uh, it was was a bombshell wasn't it I I was getting I don't know she could have told us (laughs) Um, she says she doesn't want to go and and Fair deuce Fraser Hines, he really makes this emotional because he, he takes it as almost a personal affront, front and he's going to miss I would it. I'd
1: like to see this scene.
0: I would love to see it, yeah, because we get the unusual normally in, in Doctor Who, but Troughton especially. Troughton, the second Doctor, doesn't like staying around for goodbye, so it's like they'll slope off during the final hmm. few minutes. But in this one, they decide to stay around, so they go. They stay around for a meal with the yeah. Harris's and Robson's. It's get a really nice, yeah, it's I wouldn't want to see it every time, but it's a really unusual and nice touch. Um, and then we also get this lovely scene, like say with Jamie and Victoria, where he's sort of going, "Are you change your mind? Are you sure you don't want to come?" He's, he's really gutted.
1: I think he kisses her. You can hear. I it. I, I'm so, yeah. sure he kisses her.
0: Yeah, I reckon so. Perhaps the next time you uh, bump into Fraser Hines at the car, and ask him.
1: I think <laughs> he cu- kissed a yeah. lot of females. Yeah, it's
0: good. You'll go. Did you? Did you kiss? Uh, Deborah Watlin's like, he's, he's been saying, but... <laughs> um, and... Yeah, Robson, we get, a, again, a nice little scene where Robson, because we get the dinner scene and Robson's really nice in it and he's lost all his antagonism towards the Doctor and he's polite and all that sort of thing. And I was thinking, well, hang on, we met him before the weed took him over and he was a git. But then we get this lovely scene where he goes and sees the chief who was um, He was the guy from Seat of Doom um, and the War Games. Mm. Uh, that, that sort of um, guy with the severe comb-over. Um, and he, he, he reverts back to being a git. Uh, that's quite a nice touch. Yeah. And, and the chief engineer goes, oh, I can see you're back to normal. So what? <laughs> what are you saying? Mm. You're cheeking me. Um, and then we get a, a final sort of goodbye to Victoria on the beach. Yeah, uh, who's
1: going to the, stay with Maggie and Harris. Yeah,
0: oh, God. I love the fact that they just dump her on, <laughs> on the Harris's. Yeah, they but had they,
1: no say yeah. in the matter, did they?
0: No, but they, Troughton, the second doctor, sort of acts like Victoria's a child, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. can, can you look after it? They should have said, what, she's 28? <laughs> you bloody get a job. Yeah. What's she going to do in this world? Even Jamie says that. He says, "This isn't your time," and it's like, "Well, yeah. What are you going to do? You have no knowledge of anything." She's going to stay on that base. What's she going to do? Yeah. Just be a char
1: lady or something? I
0: can't. Yeah. Do you reckon that's where it was? So after that, like, if we visited in six months' time, she's cleaning toilets <laughs> and going. I oh, wish I'd have gone with
1: her. Muttering. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to
0: wait. I'm going to wait till 1975 and go and find the third Doctor. <laughs> um,
1: um,
0: and yeah, and then we get a. a, a Shot and I don't again. I don't know whether it was in the final, uh, in the actual film print, but they just reverse the footage yeah. we saw earlier, and the TARDIS takes off like a rocket, yeah. wobbling away like something shocking. Mm. And that was it. Six episodes of yeah. uh, a air quotes classic episode.
1: It was two two episodes too many,
0: wasn't oh, it? We say this about almost all of the 6 partners. Doctor Who cannot sustain 6 partners. No, no. And it's the only way you can do it is four part loosely linked two parts hmm. and even then that's pushing it but this is in, it's interminable isn't it? i had to break normally i watch these in one sitting i had to break this up because it was so starting to annoy <laughs> yes so yes yeah yeah um, and there's a lot of escape and capture threatens escape and capture filler filler politics escape and capture um, which is a shame because the actual core of the story is really interesting yeah it's very very crater mass
1: like you said a yeah. very unusual monster very very adversary for doctor e.
0: yeah very I'm, and I'm glad we don't really get any uh any scenes of the monster plotting its no plans,
1: or there being know. a like head monster or something like yeah, that you yeah know? yeah yeah
0: um, yeah, and it, it's all the
1: more refreshing for that. I wish they'd have done this a bit more often. Yes, yeah. Um, all right, behind the scenes, yep. uh, this story originally, I mean, I quite like the name Fury from the Deep. Yeah. It looks kind of furious as it's thrashing around like that. But the original title was The Colony of Devils.
0: Oh, No. That's a comic strip name, and that's something from the
1: annuals. Yeah. Well, the BBC asked it to be changed. They didn't like the use of the word "devils" in a program aimed at a family audience, so that's why that was changed. What I find astonishing about this being a, uh, a, a missing story is that this was the very last, you know, of the 1960s Doctor Who stories to be wiped. Oh, and yeah. they were authorised for wiping in late 1974. So, in right. Tom Baker's time, this still, existed. this still existed and then was wiped. Isn't that incredible?
0: Where was he in Levine?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, our adversary then, yes. right? We've got the guess weed creature, what we see of it. Mr. Seaweed, yeah. Yes, but I thought Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill we oh, should yeah, do yeah. as well, don't you think?
0: Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah.
1: So, what should we do first? Mr Oak and Mr Quill, or the weed? Alright, so, <clears throat> design-wise, of these two chaps?
0: Um, I quite like, I love the fact that everyone describes them as long and Hardy, yes, I suppose, yeah, fair enough. Um, it's the, the the short, fat, tall, thin, silent, talkative. Um, yeah, design-wise, I, I like them, I like the black eyes around the you know, the black um, shading of the eyes. Uh, I do think you're right that possibly we're, they'll get a, a bit of a higher mark from us because we're not seeing them in their mm. entirety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, design-wise, I'm going to give them a seven.
1: A seven? I only gave yeah. them a four. Oh, right,
0: wow. Right. Because, because,
1: well, they're just like, yeah, a tall one, a chubby one in yeah. some sort of like overalls. You know?
0: You've obviously never been scared as a child by a British workman. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, Alright, so that's five and a half for yeah. their design. And how effective were they?
0: I, we can only judge from yes. what we can see. Uh, and have we got any other shots of them talking? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think this is literally the only mm. footage we've got, isn't it? Is the attack scene. And it is, it's, it's really effective. But yeah, so I'll give this score but with the caveat that it may if if this is ever found we'll have to revisit and, and probably yes, mark yeah. it down. But I, I'm gonna go up to a am uh, gonna go up to an eight for effectiveness.
1: Okay, well I add nine. Oh, well. Because that is creepy. That is yeah. creepy stuff, isn't it? Alright, so that's plus that. Do you divided that's a big by finish that. finish
0: range about
1: I won't be surprised. Right, that's a seven. That's an adversary rating of a seven for Mister Oak and Mister Quill. Uh, What about the weed creature? Uh,
0: Design-wise,
1: it's foam and bits. I mean,
0: it shouldn't. It shouldn't probably work because it's it's foam and a man in a a seaweed suit. Mm. (laughs) I mean, saying it. Yeah. So design-wise, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd look. I'd love to, I'll have a look, see if I can see that, and you said you had an original drawing. I'm going to
1: send you that in a minute when we do uh, the the little bit on how it was done.
0: Cool. Um, So I reckon, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to give it this a six or five. I'll go in the middle, five and a half for the design of it, because it literally is just foam. I don't. They, they make this statement at the beginning saying, well, water does produce foam. Not like this. No, <laughs> this no. Is, This is washing up liquid.
1: Yes. All right. Um, I gave it a six. Yeah. So exactly. that's 5.75. And how effective from what we've seen of it? From, I guess it's the same yeah. caveat as you yes, had before.
0: Yeah. It may be, if it's ever found, it may be rubbish. But from what we see... And I think we do put our imagination on it a bit from because we don't see much and so we fill it in. Our imagination is much better than a man in a suit. But what we see and it flailing about when it's in the foam, I, it's really creepy and I think it works well. So I, I'm going to go up to an eight for this one. Again, OK, that's effect what effect. I've got for it. Yep. So
1: that's an eight. So while well, I whip that out and do that and divide it by that equals... 6.875 so we will say 6.9. Yeah. That's interesting because Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill are a 7. Yeah. But the main adversary is lesser at 6.9. But
0: I do think I do think they are scarier than a nondescript weed creature. Yeah. So I think that that's worked out quite well. All
1: right. So 6.9 for the the weed monster. There is a caravan Oh. And it's the caravan with our inhabitant from last time. The Meddling Monk's in there. Oh, no. Yeah, the Meddling Monk and the Crooked Man are in there. I,
0: I got a feeling. Did you, did you ever do, or your parents ever do this, where you hang up a bit of seaweed that you get on holiday to predict the weather?
1: Yeah. no, yeah. I, I I never bought that.
0: I never quite worked out how that worked. No, no. Um, but I can imagine the monk doing that. I reckon he'll hang that seaweed up outside. <laughs> Right, Mr.
1: Ogre, Mr. Quill yep. are going to be sharing as well. Okay, will they creep out any of the other inhabitants? Oh, All right. I
0: hope, I hope there's no young ladies in
1: there. We have got the Axon Monster.
0: Oh, they'll feel right at home there.
1: Eh? Well, they used to uh, things yeah. thrashing around, and that yep. Axon Monster was thrashing around. The
0: Sat- Sat- Saturnians. Oh yeah, the um, they were the vampire fish people. Yes,
1: right? uh, Tim Shaw, yeah. that toothy guy. Okay. Sontaran Strax.
0: Oh, yes, I know him.
1: Okay, Solomon.
0: Solomon. Oh, yeah, that was um, David Bradley,
1: yeah. Right. Uh, Bostock. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll get on <laughs> He's creepy <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Cybermen from Tomb, Tomb of the Cybermen.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, Paka. Packer Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think they're, they're possibly going to be the creepiest thing in that. Yeah. You know. I can see can them ma-
1: fitting right in with yeah. that lot.
0: Can you imagine, though? It's like you, you decide to visit that caravan one night for a drink to be greeted by them two and boss Stock.
1: <laughs> you okay. keep on going, wouldn't you? I
0: would. I, sorry, wrong caravan. Yes. Oh, is that I'm my gonna, phone? I'm going to go back to the seaweed creature in the yes. next one. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah.
1: Okie okay, doke. So, yeah, some quotes now before we go from Peter yeah. Day, one of the special effects bods. Okay. Uh, first thing, talking about that sonic screwdriver. <coughs> he says, um, uh, "This featured the very first use of the sonic screwdriver, which I designed, built, and handed to Pat Troughton as we were about to commence filming. It was the coldest location I'd ever done. To give you an idea how cold it was, there was a, oh no, I can't say that bit. <laughs> I'm gonna oh no, I'm gonna cut that bit out. That's that's rather dated. That bit. Yeah, ha- have that. a look in your book and you'll find that out. Okay, um, um, right. Anyway, we casual s- racism. Yeah." Anyway, we started to film this scene and all went well up to the point where Pat opened the inspection hatch. The freezing temperatures had made his fingers go completely numb and he lost his grip on the sonic screwdriver prop and dropped it into the pipe. We couldn't retrieve it at the time, so we had to construct a replacement on the spot. But they didn't construct a replacement, he just used his whistle.
0: Yeah, also I I don't quite buy, because that's not a real pipe. No. You know what I mean? That I can't buy that they couldn't get it back out.
1: Yeah, at the beginning of that quote, he said, we went on location to Margate yeah. Beach where we had to construct a fake pipeline.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't there. Um, it's interesting that a lot of these stories didn't come out until the snaps showed this, did it? No yeah. one remembered this before.
1: Yeah, silence up until that point. Yeah. Yeah, a bit odd, that. All right, I'm going to send you that photo and, uh, listener, this will um go up on facebook when uh, um this comes out right sending you the picture now so you've got to look at that while i read it right oh. so can you can you see that yeah oh yeah right I also, it was like a big x exactly what he yeah. says peter I guess, says yeah. i designed the seaweed monster costume in a four pointed X shape to be worn with the arms of the occupant above his head. We used a brown sacking material for the basic costume, onto which we attached long seaweed like green plastic stems. These were produced by a plastic flower manufacturer in Uxbridge. The foam would get caught between the plastic stems and then be thrown everywhere through a whiplash effect as the creature thrashed about. It worked incredibly well because the monster's shape appeared to be changing constantly, depending on how much foam was clinging to the costume. You never really got a clear view of the thing. It was always partially obscured, and I think that was the key to his success.
0: I I agree. I think if that is the case, and all the shots of it are like the one, the very brief footage we've got where you can't see it's a man... Mm. I think that, yeah, I'd love to
1: see the rest of it. He also says, My claim to fame is that it was me inside the monster monster costume. I was suited up and put inside this wide pipeline column. Len Hutton, Reese Johns and Brian Marsh were my assistants, and once they had helped me inside, they completely filled the column with foam. The camera had been set up to film me breaking out of the column on a given cue, but because I couldn't see, I had a string (laughs) to... Get this... Because I couldn't see, I had a string tied to my fit foot which would be pulled as my signal to emerge. So there I was in a t-shirt and shorts inside a heavy costume inside a pipeline full of foam waiting for somebody to pull the string attached to my leg. No one did. What I didn't know was that the director, Hugh David, had decided he didn't like the line-up of the shot and was having the camera move to a new position. Now naturally, I only had a limited amount of air whilst in the pipe and... And with no breathing apparatus, there was a real danger that I would suffocate. Once the air had run out, <laughs> I love it. once the air had run out, I held my breath for as long as I could, and then, ready or not, smash my way out. Luckily, it must have coincided with the string being pulled as they got the shot. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love the, the sort of nonchalant health and safety. Back
1: there. Yeah, he had a bit of string tied to his yeah. foot, and we'll tug on that when when that, that's your cue to go.
0: That's that's in, that's really interesting though, because. I didn't anticipate that the full costume would have been in that transparent tube bit. No. When it breaks out.
1: That tube must know. be bigger.
0: Yeah, then we give it credit for. Yes.
1: Yes. Alright, and that's and that's that. With that we're done, alright?
0: Yeah, so it was a I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it is interminably dull in places.
1: Yeah. Um, episode four and five. I mean <gasps> yeah. today I watched episode five and six. Um, and and I think I watched three and four yesterday. I couldn't yeah. have watched four and five one after the other because no, they are well, the slowest.
0: I could, It'd be interesting to see what the viewing figures were. Whether it dropped down after four and five. Because mm. um, imagine watching this one per week. They that would have been a terrible fortnight, wouldn't it? Yeah. Going, oh, Doctor has gone off the boil. Yeah.
1: But, what's on uh, ITV?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go and watch Land of the Giants. That's what it would have been. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't think it is the, the be-all classic. I mean, none of the stories are are they? the sort of perfect classic that everyone wants them to be. But I think it is interesting enough, and it's got very unusual adversary. Um,
1: but whenever I see any mention about Fury of the Deep, they always talk about Mr. Quill and Mr. Oak. Yes,
0: yeah. And it's, again, because, because we had such scant footage of it, and the one bit of footage we did have was terrifying. There's this assumption that all the rest of it must be terrifying. Well,
1: like you say, back yeah. to Tomb of the Cybermen and everything yes. else, isn't yeah. it? It
0: you is, know? yeah. So, I, I'm. I would like it to be one that's found, but I got a feeling it probably would. It wouldn't quite stand up. No. You know, but I, I'd love to be proven wrong.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a nice way of finishing it. All right, so uh, we've got to announce who we're going to uh, be talking about uh, when we go to the third Doctor.
0: Yes, it's your choice, isn't it?
1: It's my well, choice. I because I haven't made no choice. <laughs> no, it's my choice, and I've yeah. got a very, 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 very easy clue for you and the no listener. Not. Okay? These are
0: the ones I never get,
1: though. Oh, you will, right? Because right. next time, you and I, we won't be the only old dinosaurs on the show.
0: Hey, Invasion of Dinosaurs!
1: Told you you'd get it. Yeah. Oh wow. Now. <laughs> now,
0: now, then. Yes. I am
1: going to be very interested to see on our tally sheet where yeah. these dinosaurs are going to be, um, because we're going to include the dinosaurs as well as the human yes. uh, adversaries for it. All right. This,
0: this will be, this will be interesting. Um, yeah, because normally it's. It, uh, it, yeah, no, normally it's like you can take the story into account and that, but for the for the design, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, have you All got right. this one? Is this one? Oh, gonna... I've had it for ages.
1: Yeah. It's it's you know when you know um I um you know our our son was um you know getting into Doctor Who when he was like five. Yeah. It could have been one of the earliest uh, Doctor's I ever showed him because it's just a right. lot of, lot of fun, isn't it?
0: It is. Was it? I think wasn't this the, the last VHS to be released? Was it? I think so. It was late, very late in the day. Um, I remember seeing it first on, uh, on bootleg, and then finally UK Gold showed it. And I remember the continuity answer before the first episode said um, like. Uh, uh, 20 years before Jurassic Park nicked the idea, Doctor Who was there first. Yeah, like, mm. yeah. I can't imagine Spielberg watching this and going, I know how to do these dinosaurs now.
1: <laughs> yeah, can you see ILM watching this and going, oh,
0: let's see if we can work out how they did it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh good lord! I'm so looking forward to this because that T-Rex is up there with the Chewits oh, monster for me in I it. In, in quirkiness. I it's
0: eyes. Um, this, weirdly though, this was um, we probably should save this for the episode. But this was one where uh, before I watched the bootleg, I, I read the book. I loved the book. I loved it because uh, kids love dinosaurs. Mm. The story's good, and I love this book. And it's there's such a disparity between your imagination. Yeah and Kermit the T-Rex. Oh,
1: good grief, good grief. We've got a Pterodactyl in a broom cupboard as yeah. well, to discuss as well, haven't we? That's
0: true, yeah. Because, well, yeah, it's Pterodactyl, Stegosaurus,
1: T-Rex... A Triceratops. A triceratops, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, <well>. uh,
0: <laughs> Isn't... That one. isn't good. this... I think that's like, a six-parter, isn't it, isn't it? It's a six-parter, yeah. yes. It does drag a bit. The thing that... I think you do this on purpose, because... Usually, when I watch these, I watch them downstairs and Anne will sit and watch them. She'll be doing something else, but she'll sit and watch them. And she likes to throw in uh, a bit of disparaging remarks.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She's going to have a field day. Oh,
0: <laughs> I I, she might run, I run out of adjectives. Yeah, She will, I think. Yeah, she'll lose her voice.
1: <laughs> her jaw's going to be on the floor. Yeah,
0: oh God. Good uh, grief good, is yeah. one that <laughs> she'll <Yeah>. be going <laughs>
1: All right, well, join us in a week, folks.
0: Yes. Oh, I can't wait for that one.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Cheers then, Ian. Nice one. See you so then. then. Right. Bye-bye.